Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. So Tom Heine is the co-founder of Sunbatter, a natural sunscreen that is being sent all over the world but is also here on Australian shores and it is smothering our bodies and also helping us get outside and enjoy the sunshine. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, Tom. I wanted to first of all ask you, what is the difference between natural and chemical sunscreens? Hey, Lassie. Thanks so much for having me. Um, great question. Uh, so natural sunscreens, we're more talking about physical sunscreens than chemical. Uh, so chemical are your traditional, you know, like giant pump bottles that you might buy from your supermarket or, you know, bulk pharmacy, that sort of thing. You're going to slather lots on. And chemical sunscreens work by being absorbed into our skin. And then they um, sort of absorb the free radicals created by the UVA, UVB. And then your body has to dispose of those, which is why... Uh, often children or people with more sensitive skin will struggle with common chemical sunscreens. It's a lot for your, your body to do, deal with, especially younger younger skins, younger bodies. And then physical or the more natural sunscreens, these are typically zinc oxide based or titanium dioxide based. And uh, these are going to sit on top of your skin and they actively block or reflect the sun's rays. So your body doesn't have to do any of that processing, less likely to cause breakouts, less likely to cause acne or skin irritation. Um, and typically because your body's not absorbing, they're, they're usually a little bit better for, for our health as well. Amazing. And they still work the same. They still protect you against both UVA and UVB rays, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's a really good point to make. Um, Australia has some of the strictest sunscreen rules in the whole world. So they're tested to really high standards. So your SPF pump bottle, SPF 50 pump bottle, you're going to get the same SPF 50 protection with your tin of sun butter, for example. They've all met the same Australian standards. They've all gone through really rigorous testing for the waterproofing and the, the protection from the sun. So, yeah, you're still going to get that broad spectrum, um, even if you're using a, a slightly different product to normal. Amazing. And I think for me, one of the things that I try and talk to people about is I'm like, it is a physical sunscreen. You're creating a physical barrier on your skin. So if you get out of the pool or the ocean and then you dry yourself off with a towel, that is when you're going to have to reapply over and over again. If you get into the water and you're in the surf for four hours, it's going to do the exact same thing as a chemical sunscreen, but you're going to just be a lot better off for it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, um, you know, <laughs> sunscreens we have we actually have really tight regulations about what we have to print on the tin you know that like uh apply 20 minutes before the sun and seek shade and wear a hat and sunglasses but it, it's a really good point to, to mention because it's sitting on your skin surface if you are you know toweling a lot or changing swimmers or in and out of wetsuits things like that that are gonna uh, rub against your skin it's 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 just so important to reapply anyway you know especially down here in australia and if, if you're lucky enough to live somewhere warm you're just talking about surfing in Noosa. I mean, yeah, you should be reapplying as, as frequently as possible, you know? Well, exactly. every two hours. As often as, often as you remember. Yeah, that's a good one. 
Definitely. So in Hawaii, non-mineral sunscreens are actually banned. And in 2022, there was an update to this ban, which will see the ban of any non-mineral sunscreens, which in their definition means any sunscreen that uses an active ingredient other than titanium oxide and zinc oxide. Do you think that we'll start to see a ban like this roll out in other different countries and areas? Um, yes and no. Absolutely. So some, some places are looking at it as well. Florida are talking about it. Uh, Palau, Micronesia, places like Fiji are talking about it as well. Some of these smaller nations that really heavily rely on tourism of their coral reefs. Um, I think we'll see more of these pop up. Uh, I've got a feeling Palau's already um, doing something similar, looking, cancelling uh, known sort of uh, ingredients dangerous to coral reef health like oxybenzone, homosalate, octinoctate. I don't think we'll see a ban like this in Australia. Um, I feel like our coral reef scientists, they're just so desperate uh, with previous governments to see any um, change in legislation go towards climate change and protecting the barrier reef that they, they're almost keen to sort of avoid the noise of sunscreens and just say, hey, what about like better regulation of fishing? What about like climate policy? What about doing something with farmlands to stop industrial runoff. What about not putting a giant gas terminal just above the Ningaloo Reef? Maybe we could do something like that. Um, so they're kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like sunscreens on tourists does contribute towards reef damage, but we've got some giant fish over here that we could deal with first before we lend our voice to that. But I think certainly smaller island nations um, will see will see an increase in, in measures to, to control sunscreens and, and probably other cosmetics down the line. Yeah, I think it's one of those things as well, like when we look at climate change and we look at how we're all doing our bit, it's not about every single person or country or government doing the exact same thing. We can all play our part and that might mean different things to have different outcomes and to overall help the planet. Yeah, absolutely. I think really at the moment the the choice of sunscreens and cosmetics is really nicely in the consumer's hand. Um you know, our, our coral reef scientists, they're really pushing government for big change, for big legislation change and uh, things like that. And this is just like another nice step that consumers can say, actually, I've got to wear sunscreen, so I might as well wear one that's better for my health, better for the coral reefs or the oceans, you know, freshwater ways as well, research is showing. So I'm going to choose one of these and do my little part in, um, in the big fight to save our coral reefs. Yeah, no, I think that is great to see. And I think it does, we can look to governments and organizations to kind of tell us what to do, but we can also take that into our own hands and start doing our own bit and playing our part in this as well. So Sun Butter is proudly the first sunscreen company in the world to be certified palm oil free. Congratulations, first of all. But also for our listeners who aren't quite familiar with why this is such a big deal, can you please fill them in? Oh, my gosh, absolutely. Um, oh, where to start? So palm oil uh, comes from the fruits of the oil palm. Uh, it's a, a palm tree grown throughout the tropics. A huge industry in places like Indonesia, Malaysia, Borneo, parts of the Americas, that like real nice equatorial tropical band. Um, it's a really versatile oil. It's really cheap to produce en masse, but it is grown often at the expense of these incredible uh, rainforest ecosystems or at the expense of these incredible uh, wetlands, swamp areas, peat areas, and it's just clear fell, this pristine rainforest. Um, 
Indonesia, Sumatra, such a classic example, often the poster child for it, which leads to pushing iconic species like orangutans and Sumatran tigers and one-horned rhinos really close to the brink of extinction. You know, we're, we're really battling to save all three of those species. Um, unfortunately for, for the world, really, palm oil, it can just be broken down and fractionated into so many useful ingredients. So it's throughout skincare, throughout food, beverages, even making its way into industry for different purposes, into heavier industry. Um, and we firmly believe that somewhere like our, our motto has always been protecting people and the planet. And we were desperate not to have palm oil in our formula. Uh, it's really, really hard to trace the origin of your ingredients because often we're not talking about whole ingredients. We're not just saying, oh, we're using coconut oil, for example, which obviously is going to come from a coconut. But maybe we're talking about medium-chain triglycerides, which are a fatty, acid, a fatty acid that you can get from quite a few sources, but you might not know the origin of those. And um, when we actually started the company and released our first SPF 50 sunscreen, the tin, we were certified palm oil free, and that was amazing. And we were so excited by it. And then our manufacturer... Um, had to change the source, the provider of one of the ingredients. And they told us, and we thought, well, hey, it's the same ingredients, but it's from a different manufacturer now. So we need to stick true to our guns and our honesty and, and integrity and make sure that that is not derived from palm oil. And we couldn't guarantee, so we gave up our palm oil-free certificate and then spent the next two and a half years trying to get it back and working really closely with our wonderful manufacturing partner. And yeah, Lottie, this year we did it. And um, everything's ticked, signed off, things are locked in, and, and we're so excited to be back. And the world's first certified palm oil-free sunscreen company. So, yeah, super exciting. No, it is really exciting because palm oil is in about 40% of the products in supermarket shelves. And just as you said, you can just hear it, the fact that you gave up this certification and it wasn't like, okay, next shipment, we're going to just be certified palm oil free again. It took two and a half years of constantly chipping away and constantly working at it to get back to that certification again. Mm. I think it's really exciting to see. And I think it's something that as consumers, we should be looking for more is this certification. I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. And it, it comes back to those small changes. Consumers just, every choice we make impacts the planet, every dollar we spend. And, you know, if you can if you can choose a sunscreen that's palm oil free, well, then fantastic news. You know, go for that. If you can, you know, just do these tiny bits, just they all add up. Seven billion of us doing our little bits. It all adds up, doesn't it? No, it really does. So, Tom, making a physical sunscreen company that is certified palm oil free that comes in an aluminium tin it can't have been easy what were some of the <laughs> biggest challenges that you came up against uh um yes lots to be honest loads um so i guess the backstory is a little bit important here we we started somebody because previously to running the business and, and still today actually Sasha and I worked as wildlife guides on expeditions around the world, on expedition ships. Um, and I was heading off to Papua New Guinea for three weeks and needed some sunscreen because, you know, you just can't dodge the sun when you're out in these places. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And we were just looking at the ingredients of all the sunscreens that we could easily buy, and they looked terrific. And we said, no, it's not okay. So Sasha made me some sunscreen and I was the first guinea pig off I went. I loved it. It accidentally snowballed. Other people wanted it, friends of friends, a few stores started contacting. And then we thought, hey, we've, we've got a, a great product. It's really strong ethos, uh, really cool support network through our friends and small businesses around the Ningaloo Reef. Let's turn this into a business. Let's get it SPF rated. Um, and anyone in the world can pay for their sunscreen to get SPF rated, but you can't claim that SPF unless it's made in an approved manufacturing facility. So we paid for our handmade stuff to get SPF rated, sort of clean our conscience and let people know that we had tested it. And then when we started looking for an approved manufacturer to work with, nobody would take us seriously. You know, we're still using our like at hotmail.co.uk or at Gmail email addresses. And people are like, <laughs> who are you guys? And, you know, your MOQs for some of the companies are so high. We're sort of like, gosh, where are we going to get that money from? And yeah, that was really, really tricky to start. We, we knew we had a strong enough customer base to sell a first order. We just had to find someone that would make it. And people were sort of like, ah, oh, no, I'm not interested. I'm too busy. I don't want to start working with you guys. And eventually found an awesome company who got a similar story to us and, and they're prepared to work with us. And yeah, so, so just that initial in to find a manufacturing partner who would listen to all of our, um, I guess, ultimately demands of what the sunscreen could and couldn't contain. It had to be non-nanoparticle zinc. We want it to be vegan. It had to be reef safe didn't want fragrances we didn't want preservatives we didn't want parabens we it wanted to be, it to be in a screw top tin which nobody was doing and they just said you know what like ultimately it's our money we'll stick it through all the testing if it works we'll do it for you and um it's it was really it was really kind of them to take our money <laughs> um it's kind of how we were <laughs> feeling because everyone else said no 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 it's a waste of money we're not going to do that and we're like but it's our money just do the damn test and so getting in there was really tricky. And then, and then, yeah, we just got in and kind of just seen this really nice organic growth, word of mouth at the start, and then a lot more work from a couple of really cool salespeople we, we had working with us. And yeah, now we're sold throughout Australia and we've got a few international stockists jumping on board and yeah, some really exciting times. It is so exciting. I think your story, whilst it is unique, there is so, so many kind of common themes that I see in there about people just needing one person or one manufacturer to believe in them and that's really the linchpin for success it's kind of going we just need that person to say yes to us and give us a chance and as you said you were the ones paying them there wasn't the risk on their perspective so that was i think yeah such a game changer yeah it was quite funny actually um obviously i'm english you know i'm a citizen of australia live here married to an australian etc etc i'm not going anywhere but um, our manufacturing partner, the manager director was English and uh, we didn't know this at the time. And Sasha was really pressing, like, I need to know the particle size of your zinc oxide because we're not using nanoparticle. It's got to be non-nano. And the TJ don't have a stance on this and that's absolutely fine. But we wanted it to be non-nano. And eventually she frustrated him so much. He refused to talk to her, wouldn't reply to their emails. And we sort of <laughs> were like, well, we're really stuck. 
And so I said, you know, I'll give them a call and just see if I can smooth this over at all or just, you know, different voice. Sometimes I'm cross with you, but oh yeah, I'll answer all your questions. That's fine. And I called them up. Turns out the manager director is English. We had a long chat about cricket and then uh, got all the answers we needed. <laughs> been a couple of cross wires and it was, it was a little bit smoother sailing from then on. And yeah, it's just sometimes, sometimes being English has its perks, rarely, but uh, every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's really nice as well because I think with startups and small businesses, often there's a reason why things haven't been done that way before. But I think you have mm. this kind of this passion and this enthusiasm and you're like, you know what? I want to do it in a screw top metal tin. No one else is doing it, but we're going to do it. And then you kind of get that far down the journey and you're like, there's a reason why these big companies do it. It would be a lot easier yeah. not to try and put it in these tins, but that's what we're doing because we've committed to it. But I think it is all of those different things that make small business unique and it means that you can try these new things and you can push the boundaries and you do have those imaginative ideas like you just said with your team coming together and kind of going, well, what's next? What can we do? I think it's really um, – I think it's a really – nice thing and I think when it gets to big businesses they miss out on these opportunities to kind of dream big and shoot for the stars uh so agree it's it's so often just like this is what we've done so this is what we will do and you know this is shown to work so let's just keep going and it's it's sometimes you feel that that creativity is stifled and um I guess also sometimes you feel people get so or business gets so big they lose touch of what maybe their customers would prefer and you know we we we're so heavily involved in the business that we get to see and hear most of what our customers are asking for or happy about or cross about or, you know, those sorts of things. So it's really lovely to be able to get that feedback. And be like, Oh, cool. Oh, actually that's really nice. We could get creative here and how can we solve this problem and stick to our values? And yeah, people are like, I want it in a bigger container. And we're like, okay, well, what can we do to not use plastic, but get a bigger container. And hopefully the answer will be uh, in your store soon, actually, hopefully. Fingers crossed because we've also had that feedback as well. Love it. Yeah. So what's next on the cards for Sun Butter? What, what are you tackling next? You're all for people and the planet. I am sure you've got lots of goals and targets lined up. What, what can we expect from you? Ah, oh, golly. Um, yeah, quite a few things. Every time we have like a, a little creative team meeting, just some wild and audacious plans get out there. We're really excited. We've just moved towards giving 50% of our profits to charity. Um, we started uh, and wanted to aim for 100, and our accountant firmly was like, no, you're a startup. You can't do 100% of profit. <laughs> I, w I can't forbid you, but I will not allow it. And we love our accountant, Liz. She's wonderful. So we said, okay, that's cool. We'll, we'll start with 10%. She was like, oh, I'm not happy, but I'm not going to win any more than that. And this year, we've upped that to 50%, which we're really excited about and um, really delighted to have some nice partnerships as well with Sea Shepherd and Surfrider Foundation supporting their causes. We've got um, a couple of new products in the pipeline. We're, we're not looking to be a giant company creating products for the sake of it. But um, I think when your customers keep asking you for the similar product, you kind of have to listen to them. And um, so we've got some really nice kind of complimentary after sunshine um, products coming soon, hopefully. Uh, I feel like post-COVID, everything takes six to 12 months longer than you thought it was going to take. So they'll uh, they'll be here one day which will be really nice and um yeah just keep kind of sticking true to true to our values um sasha and i are both taking just a small time away from the company to kind of pursue our own passion so sasha does a little bit of work with the great australian bike right well study now 
um, a couple of days a week, just working on that whale research that she absolutely adores and spent, you know, a decade doing before she found me and we uh, decided to found a, found a sunscreen company. And I'm just doing a little bit of ecological restoration work uh, down the Mons Peninsula, helping with some bushland management, just get me away from a computer screen for a couple of days a week and out in nature, which, which I absolutely love. And just being able to give our time towards these sorts of things is, is really fulfilling. I think it's also really exciting that you two have been able to build this business and that's this company that allows you to do that, that you're kind of designing your ultimate life and one that can give back to people and the planet, but also that you can also enjoy all of these things and really get out there and pursue your passions as well, I think is really exciting and something that I know isn't easy. So congratulations on that. Thanks so much, Lottie. Someone wise said, uh, you know, business is only as good as its staff and we're super fortunate to have some incredible staff and um, our warehouse manager, Amy, is an absolute gun and yeah, just shed load of initiative and real power rocket, uh, pocket rocket, sorry. So yeah, she, she makes it really good for us to sneak off and, and do things that we're really passionate about. That is that is great to hear. So the last question that I want to ask you is what is one actionable thing that our listeners can do tomorrow to help save our planet? Yeah, buy sun butter. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, gosh, one actionable thing. Look, um, something that we do as a business and I think is really, really easy to do and really uh, effective is to offset any of your emissions that you can uh, afford to. Obviously, you know, we're seeing some pretty stressful financial times for a lot of people, and I, I'm not encouraging anyone to put themselves under more financial burden. But we work with an amazing crew called Green Fleet. They're a registered charity. They plant native vegetation in Australia and New Zealand, and they make offsetting emissions really easy because they have presets. So you can say, you know what, I can afford to offset my entire business and they'll you know how many cars have we got how many staff have we got how big's our warehouse off you go or you can say i can afford to offset my moped my scooter for the week so i'm going to go and click that and just chipping away at that and um we do all our offsetting through them and uh you can offset your short haul flights your long haul flights or your house or anything that you feel like you can afford it creates great habitat uh, they're working in some incredible, really nice biodiverse areas and linking habitat corridors. And then we've just offset our emissions. And I think that's such an important thing for the planet um, and such a, an easy step to take without having to, you know, do giant beach cleanups or anything else. You just jump on, offset your car, offset your flight, and and then, you know, hopefully feel empowered to look at other ways that you can reduce your emissions and your impact on the planet whilst, whilst doing your bit. That's what I'd say. No, that is great. Very actionable. I love it. People can go away and check out Green Fleet and then start taking actions for them tomorrow. So thank you so much for coming on today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. 
Let's get this dinner party started.